Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Talking in Stations. I'm your host, Rain. Hello. And today we have been with us, our lovely engineer, as you can see. Oh, I gestured the wrong way. This way. <laughs> as you can see, there's Ben. And then we have our guest, Phantomite, who we've all seen here before, but we're bringing him back on again. So do you want to give yourself an introduction, Phantomite? Thank you. Hi there. I'm Phantomite. I'm running for CSM. I live in low security space, and for the last year I've been enjoying faction warfare content, as I believe it's some of the best combat that Losec has had in the best part of a decade. Nice. Okay. And so we've had you on here before, I think probably last CSM election cycle, it feels like. But um, so here you're, you're here to pitch your CSM campaign. So what are you, I was going to say at a high level, what are you campaigning for and what do you think you best represent for EVE Online? Well, I believe that EVE Online is at its best when there are stories being generated that you're going to be remembering for the rest of your EVE career and outside of EVE Online as well. Many people, particularly people who have played for a long time, stay with EVE or even if they finished their EVE Online career, remember fondly having extraordinary things happen very often in combat situations at all sizes. Some people remember small-scale combat that they had. Some people remember very large-scale combat. I feel that compared to a few years ago, EVE Online hasn't been delivering for these stories to happen as often as they need to. So my campaign is focused on a PvP-first attitude to the development of EVE Online and looking at areas that... So I'm thinking from your history, you've been on CSM before. Was that CSM... Oh God, 16? 15. 15. 15? CSM okay. 15, yeah. Yes. Okay. I have been no, a member I'm of the CSM. Hey, well, on, on CSM 15, I was very pleasantly surprised at the opportunities available for a CSM member to be capable of creating actual useful change in this game. A lot of people think that people on the CSM are capable of nothing at all or are only capable of having an opinion on what CCP has decided the roadmap is. Of course, being on the CSM, I, I couldn't get every single thing that I ever wanted in the world done. <laughs> it's, it's difficult, it's detailed, it requires a lot of work, but it is possible to make significant change, even if it's not on CCP's roadmap, and it's what I'm looking to do again. So, curious then, if you've already been on CSM... Do you think you have made progress with CCP or is this kind of like you did it once, now you're trying again? Like what at what point are you just, hey, I'm either making changes or I'm not? Sorry, that the first half of that question broke up and I don't know if it was oh, yeah, me yeah, or okay. something else. <laughs> Man, and I have to think of how I phrase that again. Okay. So you being on CSM before, what have you been able to actually see the fact that you've made changes, or is this one of those where you attempted to make changes and now you're coming back around like I'm I'm trying to see it from the perspective of a voter who's mm. saying, okay, this guy's already been on CSM. How do I know that he's, A, is he actually doing something? Or B, is this just like, you know, kind of like that cliche saying everyone, oh, it's a free trip to Iceland, et cetera. Like, <laughs> how do you, how, what can you share that, you know, you're actually making a change with CCP? What I'll, what I'll, what I'll say is that it's a mixture of both. There were things that I was able to change within that term. And there were things that, still take time, still takes more reasoning, more pressure on it. Among the things that I had significant influence over were the uh, Citadel combat changes that occurred in the following year afterwards. Half of what arrived was about half of the things that I had strongly campaigned for to CCP during my time on the CSM. Um, there are plenty more aspects that I want to change about various structures that I'm sure that we'll get into at some stage. There are some items as well that I believe were basically entirely just me. There were some items that various fellow CSMs or people, uh, other players out in the game, told me not to bother attempting to change. But I don't, I don't, I don't take that. If something needs changing, I'm going to campaign and reason for it to be changed and one of these items was multiple clones in single citadels which was later expanded to 
NPC stations as well. It's a huge quality of life change. It's a huge ability for being nomadic in the game to be able to store them all in one station. And it cut down on a lot of Citadel spam as well, this need for a single Citadel for each clone. You know, and it's something that I want to want to continue. Yeah, and I actually really like that change. Yeah, um, I just need to uh, bring that into super so that you can be really nomadic and just got your whole moving citadel with you and just like project from all around. That that would be like more of a real nomadic uh, lifestyle. Like literally you living out of your ship. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of things that have some just around nomadic PVP lifestyles where there's there's plenty of room for more positive change in that. We're in a situation now where no matter which group you're with, large or small, the prospect of moving, that <laughs> it simply is often easier to not move to where there is a good opportunity for having more fun in the game. It, it, it's better to just stick around where the opportunity isn't as good, and it would be nice if that returned. One thing that I'd really like to push for, and remember this is... You know, it's worth pushing for, even if it's a complex or difficult ask. It doesn't mean it's it's not something that shouldn't be asked for. I would love to see a new industrial ship for the purpose of mass moving clones. You know, as an example, some kind of fresh DST that you can grab six of your clones, put them in, and then implant those six clones into another station or citadel somewhere. That would rock. And, that sounds amazing. You know, Until it would be you great. Think it would about- be horrible to code. <laughs> Well, or getting ganked, like, you're like, oh, yeah, just me and my, like, 20 billion of clones, and then you just, like, <laughs> jump into a gate camp. That would be hilarious. And, you yep, like, you yep, make so yep. that they can drop implants. <laughs> that would be cool, yeah. <laughs> we got somebody in the chat here to, saying T2 bowhead with clone bay. The bowhead? Anybody, either of you guys flown a bowhead? Oh, before? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, for the, like yeah. I've did a few moving with bowheads. They are just awesome. Mm. They're incredible. I've... Uh, very few people use a, use a bowhead. I think it's a great ship. I think it could do with some buffs to its capacity, though. I mean, by its very nature, this ship is taking gates to move between systems. It's a huge amount of risk. It's slow. It's fat. Um, but you can do the like micro wall drive fast. trick with it. Well, you can, but you can't cloak with it. So you're still 10 seconds mm. on your on your warp, which is a huge amount of time, especially with a signature that big. Even a battleship would be able to point you in that thing. Yeah. Not just something for an interceptor or a hick to catch. You know, I would very much like to see the bowhead's capacity buffed to assist with a nomadic lifestyle. And then I would also like to see a jump bowhead with a smaller capacity. I think that would be absolutely awesome. Even if the bowhead only had the same cap- capacity as a carrier or a dreadnought, one million meters, the fact that it would be an industrial ship with lower fatigue would be a huge to a nomadic lifestyle. So we're talking a lot of hypotheticals. I know at mm. the start I asked you for like a high-level overview of what you campaign for, and mm. I kind of I kind of want to break that down. Like, what does that actually look like in terms of? Like if I'm a player, you know, I'm not, I don't, I'm not that smart. I don't know everything. Well, in terms of like it changes that I could see in the game or would want to see in the game, what does that look like? Action Warfare has provided an incredible template for blending PVE and PVP. It is essentially you earn money for doing it. <laughs> Even if you don't get a fight, you've earned some money while trying to get a fight. And this has shown that essentially when there is something to gain. And when there is something, when there's something to gain, loyalty points or money, and when there is something at stake, your territory, people are much more willing to fight and expend ships on it. And it's not necessarily the acceleration gates and dead space, which is, is key to that. It is the gain from PvP and there being something at stake to lose with the territory that causes PvP. If we saw things to gain from PvP and something at, notably at stake in a, in, uh, territorially in Nullsec, then we could see the advent of far more vicious, more frequent, and hopefully more realistic to accomplish wars as well. 
And one of the main things that I feel is holding us back from that lack of something that we had before 2016, which is passive moons. I don't necessarily want to turn the moons back to passive, but we need something again that is anchor a structure. It gives you materials worth money and it is the work is fighting over it, not sitting there for hours mining on it. And that those two things could go a long way towards making warfare and having something more at stake again. Like harvesting right. the suns. Perhaps it's harvesting the suns. We have seen this technology arriving in the game. Perhaps it's the ideal direction to take that kind of thing. Nice. You were speaking, like, speaking about like those uh, old uh, code of like uh, getting stuff from the moons and the passes. The passes are, are in a weird place right now. You were speaking about like getting like improvement on structure. Do you have like any doubt about uh, the passes? Passes are a legacy item in the game, but they still have very valuable uses. I would like to see a brand new coded with a functioning easier to use ui <laughs> equivalent of a pause so that we can finally have those difficult to manage things removed from the game i think that a suitable replacement for pauses can go a long way to much more fairly balancing the capabilities of citadels as well back before citadels the best place to stage in space from i don't mean staging on a greater scale for a war i mean staging in the moment like being on a titan to bridge that kind of thing pauses were the only place to do that now with tether you do you would typically always do it on on a citadel there are some issues with citadels there are issues surrounding there are issues surrounding the locations that citadels can be placed and you know i i think that uh, a newly coded equivalent replacement for a pause could go a long way to, to helping with this. It then achieve their dream of deleting pause code or whatever. But the best way for them to do it would be to simply disable them in the game from being anchored rather than being able to extricate the code. <laughs> well, they seem to be uh, like working on that quite a lot in the last years with like all that we've seen like coming out that they, they they were saying like i remember in 2017 that that would be just impossible to do because of the postcode and like this argument has been like let's say less frequent in their communications like in the last year so i see that in a good way something i learned when on csm 15 was that there are various teams at CCP working on things that we will never see regarding the back-end technology as to how the game functions, that they just don't really talk about. They, you, you occasionally see some of that leaking out, like, you know, not, not too long ago, we had um, a big dev blog about the EVE Online hardware and some replacements that they were doing. Um, but that stuff doesn't market back-end stuff that you don't see anything about when you're playing doesn't mark it uh, very well compared to features and changes to the game to the gameplay but they have people who are on long-term projects um disentangling things spinning them off into their own processes fixing things at their back end so that they are more reliable and that they run faster and um you know i, I genuinely think that that is an area in particular to to, to call out who deserves a little bit of praise that they might not normally get. Yeah, I like at the uh, like Eve Toronto in uh, 2019. Like I actually had the chance to take a few beers with one of those dev that he was responsible for what he called the box one, <laughs> which is like the like the, the more centric section of all the codes into which like all the other like he called them boxes like uh, were implemented so it was quite an interesting talk yeah sort of separating various things out into modules that they can change individually rather than it just affecting everything all the time yeah yeah quite something i, think I would say i think ccp should share that they're working on that because i think it's important right we used to 
CCP used to always tell us as players things that just could never be changed, right? Like logging out, like when you used to have to completely close your game to go back to character select, now you can log out. Mm -hmm. And that used to always baffle players, like why is this not a thing? And CCP was yeah. like, no, we'll never fix that, it's too much effort, blah, blah, blah. And then suddenly it could be fixed, and it was just, wow, it, did they were they just lying to us the whole time? Like what changed? And they never tell us, oh yeah, we spent months or years working on the back end to make that possible. And it would be good as players to know that, like, mm. hey, something in the back end is changing to create things that are possible. And yeah. and knowing that I instead of that just... The danger is the, the, the danger is that if they said, hey, we're changing this, which is the blockade on being able to do this, it sounds like a development promise. Mm. But as true. As to do something. And, but I, I would appreciate um, that more than just... Hey, we're not giving you any updates for yeah. a year, and you have no idea what we're doing, but mm -hmm. we are doing something. Trust us, you know. Yeah. Hey, if anybody from CCP is is watching, oh, they there's, are. There's not insignificant, <laughs> not insignificant number of us who would very much enjoy to read more about backend changes and what what advantages it's it's done for the game, even if it was only sort of once a year with a few minor things. We'd love to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Because when I see something uh, like that, when they say, oh, that's not doable, whatever, and like you see that, that they are uh, hiring geniuses, you know that one of them just said, oh, we could do it this way. And here you go. It uh, Like in next month after like a few interviews, you got like you got like a thing that you would never dream I would uh, have in the game. So that's that's like really refreshing to see like this company being like really alive getting like new people working on it you see like the that there's new ideas like coming in that they see like other avenues to work uh, like uh, on the game in ways that has never been done before it also reveals a commitment to a long-term future for eve online yeah and also like uh, the like uh, the company visions of like thinking outside of the box having like to do things that other games and that the industry have never done before and that's one of the big uh, pitch sales for those developers that are that are coming from other games and they want to do something new something that matters so yeah that's uh, something that is quite it's quite good for ccp to actually be doing i think it shows too like how engaged they would be with the community some of those talks and things like that like hey, we understand you're not seeing a lot from us, just know we're working on things. I think of 2018, how excited everyone was for Lodgy on Kill Mails, and then we literally have never heard from it. It took, like, myself, Delana, and a few other community members of, like, harassing the devs to say, like, where are we at on this? And it turns out, when you try to change the way the Kill Mail system works, it takes a lot of back-end database work. However, we only know this because I was told at some Eve meet somewhere that a dev told me this. And trust me, bro, you have to take my word for it. Whereas, like, if CCP were to say every year, like, hey, we know we've committed to lodging on kill mails. Here's kind of where we're at, or here's why it's be taking so much effort. Like, that would just build so much, like, community trust in the developers, and it makes them look like they're actually paying attention and not just throwing things at the wall, see what sticks, get some cheers at a fan fest, and then drop it off the radar forever. I mean, I, it, this is probably also why they, they don't want to tell us that certain things are going to become possible in the future, because... Uh, yeah, or <laughs> the, I, I, would take, mm. I would take saying, hey, Lajion Kilmias is taking longer than we expected. We thought it'd take us a year. It's not. We have no idea what it's going to look like. I would take that over, like, no nothing. Like, I would take that over nothing or the silence, right? And I think... Yeah. So I'm bringing this up, Phantomite, not just to complain, but I think that's a large part of, like, CSM, right? Like... CSM is that bridge between the devs and the players, and I'm I'm curious for your thoughts on like how either have you done this in the past or do you push for this from CCP? Like, what are your thoughts? Well, on my website, I had in my specific section, there is one aspect of being on in the CSM. Uh, one aspect about the CSM that is one of my specifics is I would like to see um, a lot more transparency as to what we as CSM members are talking about and what we said and what our opinions were on things. Perhaps that takes the form of, perhaps it takes the form of after a feature is released or after a change is made, perhaps then detailed minutes of meetings where it was talked about can be released to the public because uh, what, the play, what the players don't have is the players do not have any evidence 
whatsoever as to how their chosen CSM members are behaving and what they are saying and what they are pushing on the CSM. It is all trust me, bro. And I don't think that that's, that's good enough. Perhaps this is a task for the CSM members to generate them themselves. Perhaps what it should be is that the CSM members write the, write the detailed notes of a, of a meeting, make sure it's checked to go, and then it can be released. You know, I'm absolutely down to rewatch the meetings to make detailed notes about the specific areas to get it cleared and then to publish it. I think this would go a long way to building trust with CCP and the CSM. Yeah, I think that's actually really interesting because I never thought of that where, you know, you vote for a candidate and you just have to trust what they're doing. Like, mm-hmm. you're right. You guys can sit there all day and say, yeah, I'm pushing for Like you talked about like citadels, right? You can say, yeah, I'm sitting here all day talking about citadels. But until we get the minutes, we actually have no idea what you do or don't say, truly. Exactly, exactly. I mean, you know, in a perfect world, I would like the the meeting videos to be released. I know that a meeting will contain multiple subjects, some of which may still be things that are released to the public. But it would also show the players the development process. It would show people how... A proposal changed over time before before release and that would also be a brilliant thing to show the players who was for or against certain things because uh, i i don't i don't personally feel that it is an environment that encourages a whole lot of honesty i feel like that's really good perfect world but it would be near impossible to get people on board with <laughs> Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm just thinking from the perspective. I think it would help CCP too. Like, I know, yeah. I know, I can be very vocal against CCP, but like once I learn more and they tell me things, I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But maybe I'm just like, I don't know, maybe I'm a rational human being, I guess. Well, I feel like yeah. we. I think there's a, a lot of good points here because uh, I think that it could be good content to actually release like the section of the, let's say, the videos of the CSM talking about like the subject once it's released so that way a CSM member know what they can actually talk about it's really precise and everyone got the same information but also it gives like an accountability to the, those CSM member like if they're just sitting there and not doing anything well you'll sh- it's going to be showing on the on camera it's not like, uh, oh, a CSM member in those minutes said something. Not, no, no precision or whatever. Because one of the things that people uh, dislike is getting someone uh, like in one of those uh, places and like no matter, uh, maybe like uh, on a CSM or other political places and not having the result that they were hoping for. And yeah, like I think that's just like a basic stuff of like being able to give back to the people that put you there in the first place and it would give people it would give people the ability to have a more informed decision the next year as well as to who they want who they want to represent them so i'm curious we're talking a lot about other csm members i know i think we have a lot of candidates running this year a lot of really good candidates and i always like asking this question 49 yeah, yeah, which is, I think, more than we've seen the past couple of years. But in your mind, if you, let's say for whatever reason, you can't, like, there's some crazy thing that happens and you can't run for the CSM. And you're like, dang, but I really like this other candidate. Who is that other candidate that you think would be really good on the CSM, regardless if you make it or not? There's a number of people that I would would, would like to, if I'm going to be, be picking one, then I am going to be on my on my ballot that I recommend to people. After myself, obviously, I'm going to be recommending Stitch Caneland. I'm going to be um, recommending that people take a look at some very um, impressive uh, desires for the game from people like Rico and Kale as well. Um, I've had a lot of great chats with a with a whole bunch of candidates. Um, th- these are some that that come to mind right now. I quite like where Gideon is going with some of his ideas for Ansiblex as well. Nice. You were speaking of Stitch. Like, yeah, we got like an interview with like with him, her, them. I don't remember. Just, like soon after the like this show on like 
my channel, the the Canuck Capsulators Chronicles. We got like one hour dedicated to the platform. So if you got, if you want to get more details about like about this this candidate, that's the place that you want to be. Do you want to link that and post the time in chat? Yeah, so? sure. It's not happening immediately after this. No, 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 I, I got time to eat. Oh. <laughs> okay, dang, dude. Yeah, I'm always curious what, um, I mean, it, like, CSM is really, uh, I, I want to say cutthroat, but that makes it sound so dramatic in the game of EVE. Because, I mean, really, at the end of the day, yeah, you are campaigning for yourself, but you still have to get along with what used to be nine other people, now 11 other people, to make yeah. CSM truly work. Important for that, that people realize that in an ideal world, hopefully, because currently there's no transparency of how the meetings go down, what you want is you want candidates um, who are going to, rather than strutting around and taking a dump on the entire argument, you, what you also you, 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 and it, you also got to realize that campaigning and being on the CSM are two very different things. One is one aspect is by its very nature highly competitive. You've got to prove to people that you are the right person to be chosen. And actual CSM in the in the various meetings and the discussions, it's not competitive in the same manner. It is about presenting measured responses and reasoning about things. Pain period almost demands of independence that they for lack of a better phrase fight for uh, recognition and votes to prove that they are capable of doing this yeah for sure and we do have a question in chat from Keo Ryan has there ever been any quote drama between CSM members of course yeah over the years before my time during my time and after my time on the CSM there's there's been been plenty of that anything that occurred um, during CSM meetings is under actual NDA, even if it's between CSM meetings. So it's that it's not there's not really going to be a satisfying answer. I know that the I know that the the question really begs for juicy details of something, you know. But but it's not not possible. I don't, there's no about big... seven years after. There's no big no sec war that could have started there, right? <laughs> <laughs> couldn't couldn't possibly say. Couldn't possibly say. <laughs> awesome. There, there's also the thought of so someone in chat. It looks like you have a fan. He says, "I don't mind most of what Phantom might want, so I disagree with his thoughts on ANSIs." And I kind of I don't know if you saw my smile when he said Ansiplexes because I've been watching mm. the CSM channel in the official Discord, and there's yeah. every time it feels like clockwork every 48 hours someone brings up ansiplexes and everyone rehashes their arguments is that uh, was that like it, a hot topic on csm or is that what you uh, plan to bring a hot topic it was it is it is my number one biggest piece of a thousand piece puzzle for eve online of the past maybe coming up to three years it wasn't my, the biggest piece of the puzzle for me on csm 15 it is now it is now. I believe that the projection ability of Ansiblex is the biggest impediment to more realistic, more achievable warfare at large and small scales in EVE Online right now. And to be clear, I don't want Ansiblex gone from the game. I just want their role pared down a little. I don't think it is appropriate that there are aspects of Ansiblex that affect all sizes of gameplay. But the biggest one is that Ansiblex essentially allows very large groups to stack their entire membership in one central headquarters system and also for that full force to be able to be at the edge of a very vast empire within 5 to 15 minutes, depending on how far away it is. And I don't think that that is appropriate. I feel that that is having your cake and eating it. I feel that it would be far more appropriate if if you wanted instant response times to the edge of your empire you should bring your borders in so that you can get to them faster or you should go and base there at the edge of your empire i think that that would be a far more healthy state for the game having guards in the gate like uh, not in the castle the borders of your of your kingdom 
Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. There's there's a lot of common, and I've been doing this for several years now. There's a lot of common attempt to. There is the argument. Oh, but then we're really far away from our enemies. Go to the enemies. Go and live near your enemies if you want to essentially be at full force near your enemies. Perhaps maintaining a list of blues or non-invasion pacts to the people who are your immediate neighbors is you shooting yourself in the foot regarding content. Some people say, oh, no, the issue is that we could solve this by making the Ansplex gates open to everybody so that anybody can use them. No, that is not solved. That, that is very deliberately not solving the projection. <laughs> it is the projection here that is the problem. All right. So follow up to that. So you, earlier you had mentioned you live in faction warfare, but as I know, Ansiplexes are null sec. So I'm curious, are, yes. for, I'm curious for your thoughts on why you feel so strong about Ansiplexes if you technically don't live in the space they use. It's multifaceted as to why this is the case. I would love to and various scales of warfare in Nelsec. However, the, the reason that I don't do that is because of the sheer size and the ability to project, project that whole size of very large groups. Somebody's fight back against my idea. They said, if you nerf the projection ability of Ansiblexes, then all we'll do is we'll spread ourselves around and send different combat groups to live in different areas. And I said, well, that, that's just agreeing with me. <laughs> that would be a far healthier place to get more fights. In, in LOSEC, we have territorial war, essentially, at stake. If, in faction warfare, if somebody takes our space and pushes the borders back, we lose access to where we live. And it is brilliant for creating anti, creating content, creating desire for people to take risks. When there is something at stake, people fight harder. And right now, Ansiblex essentially allows all of the large groups to hold all combat at arm's length from where they live. And I, I don't think that that's appropriate or conducive to creating combat. But like with those fictional warfare border and non-access to some of, of the structure, most people just contract to their alts and if they really need like ships they will just keep moving them in one another is like do you think it's fair like to like keep that as the initial idea of make it matter to close like a system because we know like those barter are moving a lot i mean if the issue is that you know somebody will just use an alt like let's say let's let's imagine a world where fraternity invades and takes space where people were storing their stuff from the other side to get their stuff, right? Or yes, like you say, they'll use an alt to do it. It's still a huge kick in the teeth to your ability to use your assets if you have to now go and spend time extracting it through various other methods. If the issue is, oh, I've got too much stuff for that to be practical, To, to you having 50 battleships for your personal use in your in your hangar this is ties into me wanting nomadic lifestyles to be improved i mean if we had a jump bowhead if we had a clone moving ship in the game then these tools would allow you to more realistically extract when you thought that's it i'm going to lose as well mm. so this gives plenty of opportunities to um pull back as well if you're if you're losing yeah and like what i like about the nomadic life lifestyle and like the let's say the, the dream of it if it's uh, if we could have it on different scales so that like a smaller group that are more like into like being like really fast could have smalls medium scale like ships to be able to do their stuff around we've seen like in the past month more in the, into the lore section The Minmatarit are like working with with the Caldari to do those forge, like a mobile forge thingy that we never heard of, like like after that. Maybe that would be something of interest for people that would like to like have an 
a nomadic lifestyle, lifestyle let's say uh, both in wormhole and in no sex space so that they can go like I don't know like it, do some time in the shattered wormholes or in, in other places I'm not sure I understand the question sorry so yeah like what do you think about like if we're like let's say dreaming about this nomadic lifestyle should it all be large and x large size ships or like are we like more divorce diverse in the uh like accessibility I, to this lifestyle i i'm on i i'm in a what i would describe as a medium-sized group in faction warfare however when we were just a corporation rather than a corporation as part of a larger alliance we had no trouble using big fat heavy slow ships to move our stuff from even sort of like three mids uh, away when we wanted to change change war zones i don't think that it's i mean if the, if the, if the suggestion is what about if we're talking about one of these ideas what about a clone moving ship but it's really fast to move then groups to use for example a jump bowhead or a clone moving dst i, I don't see it as being difficult for them to use I, uh, any more than it is for any other group okay so there was a follow-up to your question or your comments in chat, Phantomite. So Reknar's asking, why do you think Null needs to be like Losek then? Because you were talking about yeah. how you like Losek and how you want to fight in Losek and applying that to Null. So the aspects that I am not trying to push on Nullsec are not like faction warfare complexes and LP and shooting NPCs to push the territorial map. The aspects that I'm, I think that would hugely benefit Nullsec are the Vega higher level uh, concepts, such as very real possibility of borders changing and you losing your access. Um, aspects of PvP as a profession that earns you money in Nullsec. This would take the form of what we lost with with pa when passive moons went away. It's not in any way that I want there to be gate guns. <laughs> shooting people who do illegal things or that I want there to be dead space complexes that people have to run things like that it's the it being realistic for borders to be pushed it's realistic to lose access to things if you don't fight for it and that you can earn money or at least the alliances can earn money from fleet pvp by having things worth capturing and keeping and worth attacking to take yeah i got gotcha. you i think ben is eating sorry what are you eating ben uh, yeah, uh, so it's uh, a bit weird to describe. In French, we call that moru. I don't know what's the translation for that fish, but basically, like quite the nice thing here. So that looks nice. That looks lovely. Oh, it is. It is. Like my wife is just yeah. wonderful. So yeah, like uh, fish tomatoes. Like we, like I got the all olive tomato. What else? Um, like a few beans and yeah, pasta. Oh, it's it's awesome. Perfect. We've got um, a second follow-up from Reknar here. He says it's fair enough to that higher level concept that we're looking at here. Why not add those types of things first and then adjust ANSIs as needed? They are connected, but they are two different things. It is the projection and the ability to move your entire force in a very over vast distances very quickly, and it is reasons to fight over things and siblex in their current form would actually harm an unimaginably huge advantage in terms of mobility rather than just a small advantage in terms of mobility i think that ansiblex should be in a place where they are useful for cutting the corners off of roots rather than being the root Kilfa, I don't know if Kilfas is just making a statement or like trying to ask a question he goes it's realistic for large alliances working together it is realistic for wars to be fought where the major players don't stand to lose ground. So by him saying it is, I assume it's a, a statement. It is realistic for larger work together. It is realistic for wars to fight. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's trying to counter you. That, that's what I was trying to think. To lose ground. I mean, as it is right now, Ansiblex essentially is a friendly only road to defend vast amounts of territory, vast distances away. And I don't think that's appropriate. And so you talk a lot also in your your specifics. Are there any other, like, I know we talked a little bit about 
Ansiplexes, Nullsec, kind of your higher mm. level stuff. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on that you think is really relevant? Yeah, I mean, if we look at structures, and this is relevant to all of EVE Online, high sec, uh, low sec, null sec, not, worm, not as much wormhole space because it doesn't have what I'm about to say in it, but uh, I don't think it's appropriate that structures can be so close to each other. I don't think it's appropriate that things like Ansiblex gates and citadels can be as close as a thousand kilometers off of a stargate. I feel that that is far too greater amount of instant control over one of the last places on eve where impromptu non-consensual interdiction pvp can occur i think that these things should be a lot further from the gate uh, they shouldn't even realistically be within a range that is could be considered on grid because essentially for instance having a citadel on the gate allows you to respond to action on the gate within about 10 seconds because obviously you would always anchor your citadel aligned to the gate so that you could undock which is very fast with the citadel if these things were notably further away from the gate it would be more realistic for skirmishing guerrilla warfare people to place yeah, well with that's gonna be uh, like quite harder to get keep start down you won't be able to uh, like uh, skynet with your supers and like uh, anything like that so don't don't you fear that is is just gonna become like a Keep Star Online. Well, this is where a number of other changes come in. This, this is a branching subject massively. One of the branches here touches back upon the role of Tether and the role of what a new replacement pos would be able to offer. It touches upon the ability to touches upon the ability to have that many Keep Stars in one place. If you start talking about any kind of limits on on how many keep stars that, that you can have, then it starts to have problems of, well, how do you invade? Because you typically, if you're if, if it was one super large group attacking another super large group, they both need a keep star to assault each other's keep stars, even if and even if they're just in neighboring systems, not necessarily on the same same grid. Just because a problem is hard to deal with with grandfathered structures doesn't mean that it's uh, inappropriate to start addressing it it's like you know the best time to plant a tree is 10 years ago uh, the second best time to plant a tree is right now let's do it now even if it takes years to start making an impact so that we don't live with these problems forever there are also plenty of potential solutions to grandfathered structures as well How many keep stars are, are there in the game a few hundred right something like that there are plenty of solutions such as manually having CCP move these structures back at a certain date to the correct distance, still still aligned in the same direction. There are ideas floating around about slowly over time increase, exponentially increasing the fuel usage of these structures. There are timers that could be set. You could say, right, you've got a year to rejig where you have your keep stars. Do what you want with them. But in a year, anything in an illegal position is going to blow up. You know, that kind of... There are many different options for solving these problems of, of what would appear to be entrenched structures. And when it's for the good of combat and war in the whole game, it's worth doing. I was going to ask about some of your specifics, but I'm going to pause there and see if Ben has a follow-up. I do not. All right, let me pull this up. I know you said, like... So you have things, like, kind of categorized in your specifics... This is not an exhaustive list of things, blah, blah, blah. And so then I scroll all the way to the bottom, and it says, absolutely unacceptable. You say you don't want instance PvP. I think a lot of EVE players, being EVE players, agree with that. But then you go, yeah. make as many cosmetics as you like. I don't care. I'm confused as to why that's absolutely unacceptable. Is that just mean? Uh, it's it, it's 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 poorly worded. I'll admit that. It okay. is about, is it, it, what, it, what it should really highlight is that there should be no... More, no expansion or addition of any gold ammo pay to win stuff on oh i see okay yeah sorry uh, you know what I, you're right i I, sh I should edit that i know I it's one day tired. before elections but yeah <laughs> i was gonna ask about cat ears and i thought you were like i'm so tired of answering questions about cat ears yes cat yeah. ears or whatever i thought that's yeah. what it was like hinting at okay yeah so i should i should i should rephrase that to show what is unacceptable and what should take the place there is an almost limitless well of 
players among us in this chat in the greater eve uh universe who would buy certain cosmetics if they existed like cat ears you know there's also opportunities here to a valid non-game impacting revenue stream for ccp as well it's all completely available there should definitely ccp should sell cat ears on characters and they should sell cat ears on ships yes they should look like cyber cyberpunk things sticking out of people and they should look like they are mechanical parts of the of, of the ship but they would make a huge amount of money so they should just do it and take the win just do it and take the win you could argue that the keep star is already the biggest set of cat ears in the game i can kind of see it now that you say that yeah. now that they can like you can you can you can, you can yeah. have pink keep stars now like that's amazing yeah. we finally made it to that point and so i see yeah. what you're saying okay yeah uh, why isn't ccp selling a cosmetic for keep stars that makes the top of the towers pointy for a hundred thousand plex yeah they make so much money i was just curious about that ben is still eating okay i know we're almost at the top of the hour i was i know we've talked a lot about your campaign about your you know your past what you do in game your kind of thoughts for everything do we do you have anything we haven't touched on that you wanted to highlight and bring up yes it's uh, something that i believe is obviously i believe that all of my points are at the very least have a spin on that is is unique to me people might not think of when they think of the kind of thing that i would be pushing for is i think that ccp should excuse me, should have made and host a Discord bot for basic auth functions for small groups. Invite to your server that you can log into EVE Online and configure. It doesn't need to do all the functions of Alliance Auth or Seat or any of the other massively complex, very capable tools that are out there. But some small groups would do well to have a bot that they can use in Discord to grant and revoke a corp role in discord it would be a huge help for small medium and if they really wanted large groups as well if and if ccp hosted it it would cut the need for an it guy it would cut the expense of hosting it would be a massive bonus to small groups to have just a little bit of free basic control over their their discord for their guys yeah i do i agree with that with that part because i do need to pay for like a virtual server like i need yep. to do stuff with my it guy like i'm happy like this week i'm gonna pay him like a great supper at a great restaurant here in montreal it's gonna be great uh, like good social stuff and like we're we'll be, i'll be speaking about like uh, changing like domains uh, of places and everything but it's not free <laughs> far from it like it's, it's, it's very not free and it's it's not just isk it's Ooh. real money that you typically have to pay to get a decent robust system just for the purpose of authing people in your discord yeah, well, in your Discord, in your alliance, when you do like those interviews and you want to have like an idea, like is is that like a trust, like a trustworthy, like is there like weird transactions and and else that has been happening on on the account and all that stuff? Quite tedious for any any size of group. Like you need to get into it, understand it, then get like some IT people to be able to implement it. Yep. Yep. And I'm not asking them to, to match the functionality of Alliance Auth. And giving a role when you're in the right group would be massive. Yeah, and you bring up Alliance Auth too. Like, I know Ariel, who runs that, he's also a CCP partner. Like, he spends so much time and energy. So when you're talking about, you know, hey, all these groups, you know, all these groups need this, and you're actually spending real life money, like, that's Ariel. Like, Ariel, I know, I remember, like, watching yep. him talk about how many hours he spends a week how much time he works also my cat says hello but yeah it's like that you're right like you have to find either you either have to do it all yourself or you have to find someone you trust to do it for you or you yep. have to yeah. and and of course there the, the the state of esi has been a hot topic um notably escalating in the in the last year mm -hmm. um 
if CCP was was hosting this, then this would be one thing that was under their control for rate limiting uh, and it, and hip hammering the ESI not being abused. Essentially, every everybody's instance of Alliance Auth and every other tool out there is its own application that is trusted to talk to CCP and not abuse it. And CCP has complained about abuse of ESI for various things, like just even just down to the public info. CCP offering it would cut down on faulty pieces of software that are hammering them. It would cut down on malicious software hammering them as well, because they can then turn off certain things if it's being abused, but they don't have to turn it off to their own bot. <laughs> yeah. because they're in control of that but like now we got uh, like uh, the uh, the real excel online and there's a lot that could be done with that if we could just like use this tool with like someone else uh, like access as you, you got like an alliance out instead of going through each page of alliance out and like do my research i could just write the macro and see the result. So yeah, that's very. It's very cool that they've they've got this direct integration now. Mm. But yeah, we need a we need a CCP hosted auth bot. Yeah, that would be really great. Like to sync everything together. You know, like I can do everything. Like I got Excel. I got everything that I need in there. Just to I got someone new. Okay, do you pass like this IT test of everything that I need to check? Oh, and yeah. every security yeah. layer because it's tedious yeah. like and like you need to have like a, it's a, like it's not like the the new let's say like the, the newcomer into the, the management of uh, the group that will be doing that it's someone that knows the game that knows like how it can be cheated so it's those level of person that I have to do that this kind of investment in time to every single person that gets into their groups CCP, do that. All right, so we are at the top of the hour. Thank you so much for your time, Fantomite. I really enjoyed this. Thanks interview. for having me, um, both of you. Yeah, you. is I know you. We talked about your website. Do you have any shout-outs, final thoughts, things we can advertise for you? If you guys want to support me for CSM, you can visit Fantomite.com, where along the top we have links to my specifics, to my Discord, to my Eve Online thread. It's all available at Fantomite.com. And, you know, I would, I would love to, love to, to chat with anybody. I always talk one-on-one -on -one with people who want to talk about certain items, even if they disagree. I, on Discord, a lot of the time, even during work hours as well. And I am hi highly available. I will come and talk to individuals, to groups, to very large groups in text or in voice anytime and it was something i was able to continue offering to people during my time on the csm not just during campaign time Alrighty, awesome thank you so much phantomite then i know ben had plugged his show earlier so he's going to be doing interviews there as well yeah um, exactly. otherwise i was going to say otherwise vo voting season's coming up or voting time's coming up if people want to pick who they want and then go out and vote and are we rating someone yes we will be rating someone so I'll, I'll be starting the credit and people don't move. We'll be rating someone. You'll get some extra point for that. I'm quite sure. So have a good one. Au revoir. Take care.